Welcome to the Legal Sector Resilience Podcast, a series of one-to-one conversations with the people who are passionate about helping you create strong, relevant and thriving legal practices, led by me, Emma Waddingham, editor of Legal News Wales. Expect discussions around technology, pricing, people, culture, compliance, leadership, finance and more to help inspire you to confidently invest in the tools and solutions to help elevate, sustain and grow your legal practice. I'm here today with my guest, Ella Watts, Associate Legal Consultant at TSR Legal, our recruitment partner here at Legal News Wales. Uh, Ella's journey, like mine, is unusual in that we happily veered off into new paths. And I'm here today to talk to her about how she's gone from Paralegal of the Year at the next 100 Years Inspirational Women in Law Awards 2022 to switching out of legal practice in Wales to supporting others in their legal careers and networks. Ella, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on your podcast. Thank you very much. Now, um, the Legal Sector Resilience podcasts are obviously about supporting businesses, but we're also supporting the practitioners within the field as well here in Wales um, and I thought it'd be really useful to um, just to talk to somebody that's gone through a bit of a change up in their in their career but also to talk to you about you know what you're finding in terms of the recruitment market as well um, and some of the networks that you've um, excitingly been involved in to, to, to flag those to listeners too um, and so I uh, just tell us a little bit more about your legal career here in Wales to start off with. Of course of course so Um, I decided on a career in law when I was about 15. Um, I come from a low-income background, you know, my parents did their best to sort of protect me from the struggles and stresses of money, Um, but I was quite an inquisitive child and I was very aware of the impact it had. So originally I did want to be a marine biologist, funnily enough, completely (laughs) different, Um, and then thought at 15, right, what, what can I do? That will bring money. <laughs> so I thought about law, um, decided to go ahead with that, and it was really the only thing that I could see myself doing. So it has been a long time of me having this one goal mm. of being a solicitor. Um, I went to Swansea University to do my LLB law degree, had a bit of a break, did some travelling, saw the world, you know, nice. Southeast Asia and Australia, and sort of learned about other cultures. And I really needed that break from education. And mm. then I came back about four days before lockdown and decided to do the LPC full-time whilst working because I thought, well, no one's going to be going out and socialising and being busy, so I may as well get it done. Certainly not travelling, yeah. Certainly not travelling. (laughs) I did go at the right time, I think, and I think if I had missed that last plane back from Australia, I'd probably still be out there. Yeah, wouldn't be seen to me today. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but I'm glad I came back. It was the best thing for me at the time, and I was really then focused and really ambitious and really wanted to get started, um, you know, and carry on with my legal career. So once I had done that, um, finished the LPC and started my first legal job in a personal injury firm, quite a big one in Cardiff. I really enjoyed my time there. You know, it was a lovely culture. My first team was in the fast track team. So it was on low value claims Mm -hmm. um, and it was all sort of younger people, you know, around my age. And it was really good introduction into law and the legal sector in Wales. And then I moved on to multi-track claims, which is more interesting. So it's a sort of brain injuries. Um, And I really enjoyed that as well. So, you know, my dream was always to be a solicitor. And I think the older I got and the more I learned about the legal market and what works for me as a person, I did start to think, is this right for me? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it could be quite daunting when you have about, 
you know, 10 years of thinking you know what you're going to be doing and you've done all the steps to get that plan in place. Yeah. Um, and I suddenly found myself thinking, I'm not sure if this is for me. And then you're stuck thinking, well, this is all I've ever thought I've wanted to do. Yeah, and there's a huge, I mean, it's not just a financial investment. It's it's the time and energy and commitment. And mm-hmm. it is almost a single track into the law, unlike other fields and other sectors. There are probably some similar, maybe medicine, for example. But if you're investing that time and energy in, you, know, you feel like there's a lot of expectation, not just from yourself mm-hmm. to continue down that path and uh, and that's why it's so interesting to speak to you now about particularly because of the achievements that you've had which we'll come and talk about um why you've kind of stepped out of of, of that um so, so w- at what point did you start to think oh I don't know or was it recognizing particular skills inside you that you weren't utilizing or I think in my previous role um although I did really enjoy working for the firm I was assisting solicitors which was obviously perfect for me you know in my first Mm. legal role and to sort of see how they work and, and and assist them in in their matters but I'm quite an ambitious person and to be honest although I wasn't actively looking for a new job I did start to think, I don't know if I can do this for my whole life. Mm. Um, I did have the fear of disappointing my family because obviously they had been on this journey with me since yeah. I was 15 as well. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, they, they can't wait for me to be a solicitor. Yeah, what if pride. I turn around now yeah. and say, actually, I'm not sure if it's for me, but they've been really supportive and sort of always trusted my opinion. Um, and they know I'm very ambitious and dedicated, whatever I'm doing. So yeah. they're, they're very happy for me. But I just found that, you know, I needed something where I'm responsible for my own work, um, you know, and although assisting did teach me a lot of skills and I learned a lot about working in law, I just started to think whether it's for me or not. Mm. Um, and it was at that point where I started to think of, well, what else could I do? But I could still use my legal knowledge and skills um, to bring into it, basically. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of any any younger uh, practitioner or junior, certainly even those at, at university or thinking about going to uni, listening to this, and, you know, you often get told I was, I'm not, but in any means a trained lawyer, as, as some people will know, I didn't even do a law degree. Um, I just have this peculiar interest in the, <laughs> in the sector. I love the sector. But um, you, you know, you, your parents, people around you will say, hey, do, do a law degree. Because once you've got a law degree under your belt, your belt, you can do anything. You know, it's one of those degrees where you can just, do anything you like and to some extent that's true but it's also about drive and spotting opportunities and really going for it and you know shrugging off that imposter syndrome at times as well isn't it so yeah definitely and imposter syndrome that's always you know I deal with it a lot better now um, but they used to really get to me and I kind of thought when I even considered recruitment oh my gosh well can I even do that do I have the skills and the personality traits Mm. to be a good recruiter Um, and it's also the case that you know with my family they, they never pushed me, to be fair. they I taught them about the whole process of going into law and I was the one who discussed it with them about, you know, what do you think I should do mm-hmm. um, if I don't see myself as solicitor? Um, and, yeah, I, I just wasn't... I, I realised that I wasn't being very proactive with training contracts. I think I've applied for one training contract in my whole, wow. you know, legal yeah. career. Um, and I'm someone that if I want something, I go for it and yeah. I'll do ev- make every step I can to get there. And I just started thinking, well, why aren't I being that proactive? Why aren't I really passionate about, mm. you know, getting that training contract mm. um, or doing Silex, for example? And that's when I suddenly thought, well, maybe I don't really want it. You know, sometimes you just have to have a little word to yourself. Like, what do you actually want? You really do. And of course, because on the flip side of this, around the same time, you, you know, you, you founded the Ladies of Law Network. Yeah. And not just founded it and launched it, 
built it up. So tell us a little bit more about the network and what it does um, and what and what you've done um, and some of the things that you've kind of brought into that professionally as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I founded Ladies of Law in November 2021. It was originally just going to be an Instagram page. That's all I thought it was going to be. I just wanted to add a little bit of empowerment and positivity into people's social media. Obviously, we know it's growing, especially Instagram. Mm. And it was just going to be that, to be honest. But within about four months, I think the impression I had was more well received from from the page itself um, and I didn't expect it to be very popular you know it's a lot of engagement on again. There. yeah yeah, yeah. You, you don't know you think oh it took me months to actually launch the page because I thought well people want to see this will it be helpful you know will it be of any use of my time as well yeah so after months of research I thought you know what I'm just going to set it up because the worst was what can happen yeah um but yeah within about four months I then had to start growing my team because it just you know, we had a website, we had a LinkedIn, we had a Facebook group. And from then, we've built our team. It'll soon be to eight. Um, we've got 60 ambassadors across the UK, soon to be 90. Amazing. We hold events. We've got a podcast, um, which is, you know, it's quite nice to be a guest on a podcast, actually, yeah. rather than asking the questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it keeps growing every day. And, you know, we've had through some of our projects, such as the Connections Database, um, so that's where we link women in law that are experienced in a certain area with aspiring women in law. Mm-hmm. If they want some answers or want to know more about an area of law, then we sort of connect them um, and, and form a professional relationship there. But, you know, through things like that, we've had people come through and say, oh, because of the connection I made through your database, I've now got a job offer. Or, oh, you know, I've just amazing. accepted a job or got an interview. So yeah. it does help. And it's really nice to see. Yeah, broaden horizons. And obviously we're an increasingly digital and global community in terms of where people might want to work. And yeah. I know uh, come on to the recruitment in a bit, but that is a challenge for firms because there is a wider market mm-hmm. there for people um, seeking jobs. Um, and so that's really useful. And, and I suppose in the main, initially, it was around maybe focusing on uh, students and kind of paralegals, junior lawyers, mm-hmm. and, and those aspiring to be in the law uh, yeah. as well. And then, and so then last year, uh, just before uh, a big announcement on a career move, you won uh, the Inspirational Women in Law Awards for being a paralegal. Mm-hmm. But mainly through the work that you've been doing through yes. Ladies of Law. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've just been shortlisted for another award, is that right? Yeah, so it's the Women and uh, Diversity in Law Awards. So I've just been nominated for that. So that will be taking place in March. And I think it goes. To, it just goes to show that, you know, when you've got your own imposter syndrome, there's me thinking no one would even appreciate this little page or it wouldn't mm-hmm. help anyone. And then in just over a year, it, it's grown massively. You know, we've got... I think across our social media channels over 6,000 followers across all of them and it grows every day and it's just you know to the messages we receive from these women is just lovely so you know even just this post was really helpful so you know sometimes I do have to check in with myself and say well look at what you've done like when I do have one of those moments of oh I don't know if I could do that I just think well look how what you've done so far and you just look at the evidence because it's obviously there and that's something actually that when I really struggled with it quite a few years ago during my law degree um, that my grand said she said well why why do you think you can't do these things you know and my mum was the same because it's all it's all there in front of you but until you open your eyes and actually see it for yourself yeah you think oh no I can't do it so I think you know just not to be my best advice not to be your own 
um, you know, worst enemy. Yeah, worst yeah. enemy, and hold yourself back. And there is a, you know, going back to diversity, of course, that includes, you know, social mobility and disability yeah. and caring considerations, as well as gender, uh, sexuality, race, religion. Um, and that's something that, that law firms in particular are focusing on um, much more strongly. That we've gone, we're going beyond commitments, and from a recruitment point of view, showing and evidencing your commitment to these areas is, is hugely important. Like I said, I didn't really have. A role model so if I can be a role model for people and just show you know even if I can inspire one person mm. to go for the career they want in law however they see fit you know because success looks different to everyone of course it does. Um, and yeah. obviously you know people might look at me and think well she didn't she didn't actually make it to be a solicitor I don't see that you know not based on your career yeah, it's sort of based chose... on how you've grown as a person as well and yeah. changing direction as long as it suits you is absolutely of course, there are other roles in the legal sector that aren't just fee earning. Yeah. So there, the marketing is an obvious one. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got operations, you've got the rise of the legal tech side as well, and data or compliance, all sorts of things mm-hmm. that make a law firm tick finance. Uh, so there's lots of areas that you can move into, either as a trained lawyer or come in with other types of qualifications exactly. as well. Um, so it's broadening those horizons, and that's also incredibly important. Um, but you know what I quite what you haven't picked up on, although I'm sure you're very aware of it, and I think it's really important for listeners to understand is that actually all the things that you were doing that were igniting your passions the ladies of law the networking understanding how you can better support people inspiring others to consider a role in the legal sector mm-hmm. and where to go and networking people together those were all embryonic recruitment skills i know why didn't i know if it's sooner <laughs> and, you know, I've, no. I've told people before you know i've just taken this new job i've been here about two months now but i remember telling people in, in law i know and they say Oh yeah, you'd be brilliant at that. And I think, why don't you tell me sooner? You know, because you because don't think I about it. No, yeah. you don't think about it. <laughs> no. but, you know, everyone has gone. Oh my gosh, you'd be ideal for that role. Just with your skill set and your personality traits. You know, I I got into law. I remember thinking, I I want to get into law so I can help people. I just didn't know how. In my mindset, I always thought of it through cases, helping people. That was how it was. Yeah. But now I get to help people through ladies of law here at TSR Legal. I now realise what all this has accumulated over the years, you know, all the skills and all the connections I've made. Now all starts to make sense. It's all been leading up to this. This is how I feel that it's been leading up to... You've got a whole career ahead of you. And I think if somebody's spoken to me aged uh, 20-something on my career, being very different to how it looks now. However, (laughs) for me, it's about storytelling. So in the various different guises and engaging people in that way. So, okay, so what would your advice be to others? I think it's good to, if you're already halfway there, if you realise your potential, if you start to think, oh, I'm not sure if I'm a bit bored in this area of law or in this position or in this section of the law, um, then you're already halfway there because you're realising that you're made for something more and, and you, you know, you've got that ambition and drive to do it. Basically, you're in charge of your own future at the end of the day. No one's going to stop you, but mm. no one's going to make you do anything either. So yeah. if you do want to take that step and you want to try something new within a, in the legal field, then I say go for it. Um, and at the end of the day, no one can do it apart from you. You know, if you want to improve your life in some way and, and if that's work and you want to try something, then you've you still got all your experience and your qualifications behind you. Absolutely. And I know time is uh, money and all that. We've got lots of things that we want to do in a 24-hour session. Um, but of course, you know, if you have, oh, I'd really like to get more involved in business development, or I quite like marketing and social media, or there, there might be really interested in legal tech mm-hmm. or regulatory and compliance elements of the law firm. Of course, there are 
firstly, things you can go and do and speak to your employer yeah. about cutting your teeth or being mentored by somebody in that area and it might be without outside of a fee earning role and you have to take that on in a voluntary capacity or a kit aside to targets it could be joining the local law society or junior lawyer division and helping them set up their events or mentor others or you know kind of flex those skills yeah not only just to build up a cv and i'm not advising all lawyers leave the legal sector by the way because we (laughs) need lawyers decent lawyers um but, but but there are other things that you can do that um, make you feel like you're giving back, which is yeah. really important. And and yeah, obviously talking to a recruitment consultant uh, about your career. And it might be that that's it and you put it to bed for five years and you think about your next steps further down the line. But um, it's not just about keeping your options open, is it? I think that's, that's probably a, quite an old-fashioned mm. idea of, oh, well, it's only because I want to move jobs that I would speak to a consultant. We're here, for, like I said, personal cheerleader. We're here for support. Um, you can pick my brain and test my knowledge but at the end of the day at least you know someone yeah with this knowledge because I didn't have anyone I wish I did look at recruitment in regards to helping me with my own legal journey I don't know if it would have changed anything you know I think this was how it was planned to pan out but at the end of the day you know we're just here to sort of give you advice and be there for you when you do decide to take that step in different areas of law and just go back to what you previously said you know extracurricular things you can do alongside your current role if you are sort of feeling like you're lacking something or you want to put more Mm. effort into something within the firm I was on the social media team at my last firm and it was it was nice because then I sort of got to help the team and the firm with their internal and external communications and sort of the brand awareness of Mm. it all as well so it's it's all about making those connections because then you've got someone that you know and you never know whether that person will lead to your next opportunity when you are ready. Absolutely. And it's all stuff, you know, it's a kind of obvious stuff to put on your CV as well, isn't it? Because it is a, it's going to flip back and be an increasingly competitive market. Um, and so while during the last couple of years, employees might be able to bring, you know, kind of get offers on the table a bit more forcefully than before, that will eventually start to switch back. Um, it is an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Can you tell us, so obviously for those interested in uh, Ladies of Law, tell yeah. us where they can find Ladies of Law, obviously. Of course. So our website is ladiesoflaw.com. You can follow us on Instagram, which is at underscore Ladies of Law. We're Ladies of Law on LinkedIn as well. Um, we've also got a Facebook group, which is really nice, um, just because people can sort of put questions in there. You can do mm. it anonymously if you prefer, um, if you're seeking advice or, you know, just wanting to network with women in law as well. And yeah, across all our social media channels is where we do announcements. We've got lots of exciting things coming up for 2023. Um, exciting partnerships just to expand um, you know, our base and make sure that women, whether they're studying law or working in law, know about us and know that we are like a sort of a safe community mm-hmm. for you to network and make connections. Um, with like-minded women so yeah and we've also got a podcast as well um, so and that's really good for us to sort of highlight different women in law whether they're a mum whether you know whether they're studying as well as being a mum um, mm. if they're a barrister all different types of things we have really good conversations on there oh thank you very much Heather. I really thank appreciate you so much for having me coming on and um, I will speak to you again soon fabulous thank you thank you for joining us All our episodes of the Legal Sector Resilience podcast are available on legalnewswells.com with further signposting or on all good podcasting apps. 